1: What's going on, everybody? It's your host, Will, coming back for a new episode of Field Note Fridays powered by Yamaha. It's the most magical time of year. The bucks are nuts and the does are going crazy trying to get away from these nutsos. And so today is part two of the November rut series with Lee Lukoski. And today we're going to be focusing on the peak rut phase of the whole rut. And so last week we covered the pre-rut, Lee brought you all some stuff, and today we're going to be talking peak rut. Now, what Lee's going to be doing is he's going to be bringing you all some golden nuggets to help strategize on what to do on this time of the rut. Now, in his area, the rut, the peak rut is really starting to kick in for him. And in other areas, you may not see it for another week or so. But if you download Pro Whitetail on HuntStand, you can have that. You can see that through our rut map, and you can see that down to the day. I mean, you can see it down to the day, down to the week, specific to your area, to your county, so that way you can really target in and see when you want to be in the woods to chase after these crazy deer during this time of year, most magical time of the year during the rut. So I'm gonna quit rambling. We're gonna go get some golden nuggets from Lee, and we really just appreciate the support that we've been getting from all of y'all listening to the Hunt Stand Podcast. We couldn't do it without y'all. And so I'm gonna quit rambling. And here is our man Lee on this week's episode, Field Note Fridays, November Rut Series. Well, Lee, ready to get this thing started? Yep. All right, man. Well, Lee, just want to welcome you back to another episode of Field Note Fridays. And on today's episode, we're continuing the whole rut hunting mantra and everything. And so today we're going to be focusing on the peak rut. So welcome back, man.
2: Well, it's great to be back. And it's, uh, of course, just even right now, it's all changing. The rut's changing from last week to, to this week for what what we're doing here and what we're hunting and how we're hunting and everything. So it's a perfect time to do it
1: well man tell me what have you been seeing your deer doing in your area how have they been acting
2: well right now you're seeing like some of the big and older deer that we were you know getting on camera and seeing quite a bit Mm -hmm. and they were pretty regular all of a sudden getting does and kind of locking down i mean it almost seems a little bit early you know, normally like around the 15th of November, we start seeing that. But now around the 10th, it seems like some of our bigger ones have locked down. And you you kind of, you never really know all the time. A lot of times it's just like, well, did they just move, find a big oak tree on a ridge and they're laying there eating acorns? That's why I'm not seeing them on camera anywhere. Yeah. But I was just checking the camera yesterday and a deer that Tiffany was hunting was just laying in the field with a doe standing <laughs> there. And he was like right on her. <laughs> And so when she was going to go to hunt, I had a cell camera on there, too. And I saw him and that doe in there. And I was like, Tiffany, he's right in the turkey foot field. You know, why don't I drive you in there with the ranger and move him out of there? And you just hop up in the tree quick. I'll pull right to the bottom. And I'll just loop around. You guys get out fast. And I'll just loop around and leave right out. Maybe they'll come right back. And it worked like a charm. And we went down the, drove down there and he was in there with her. And they didn't, they didn't even move. I mean, they hardly went off the field, and it's like a two-and-a-half-acre field, just a little food plot. Dang. And then finally, they did go across the creek a little bit, at like 100 yards. She got out, and I drove off. And she's like, yep, they're still there. I can see them. At like 150 yards. <laughs> and then he kind of was like bumping her and you know, chase her a little bit, and so they were coming right along the creek. Like, if they would have stayed on this side of the creek, they would have come right. It would have fed them right back into the field. But right before she got there, they got to like 70 yards. Mm-hmm. they dog crossed the creek, and he crossed it, and they've— ran up and, you know, out, out into the timber where she couldn't see him. So it's like, yeah, they're definitely, you know, getting locked down. So, um, a couple, one of our other buddies are, is here hunting too. And the buck that was super visible for him before too is. And so I'm sure he's doing the same thing. So now you just basically got to change your strategies and not just sitting on, you know, scrapes and food plot edges and stuff like that where they've been showing up a lot. But you know they're not that far. Like I was mm-hmm. telling Tiffany, it's like he's right there someplace. So, you know, we were talking about water last week, and that would be key, especially right now. It's seventy-five degrees here today and windy, Good grief. but they've got a big cold front coming. Like tomorrow, the high is supposed to be like thirty-five and low in the teens. Wow. So, yeah, you'd be you could be out in your swimming pool today and you'd be ice fishing <laughs> tomorrow. So it's yeah, a big weather change coming. So we'll see if that spurs it, but. You know the thing is now we're just kind of changing up strategy that okay we know they're still going to be super close Mm -hmm. so you might just want to get in the timber um you know close to those fields and just basically have to sit all day and hopefully you're lucky that that they're still right there because they never go that far okay you know it's 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 crazy how how tight they stay but they they just don't move that much you know and they never really come out to the the food plots much you know the does just kind of stay away from the rest of the deer and they just kind of tuck themselves in the timber but they still have to drink so but unfortunately like with tiffany is a creek that goes through they could drink at the creek anytime so
1: so with your deer you know you've got this 75 80 degree days right now you've got this cold front super cold front that's coming in you know tonight tomorrow for y'all how have you been utilizing the white tail activity forecast on the app to kind of uh strategize what you're going to be doing over the next few days yeah i mean
2: the on the app is great with with the with the forecast you can see it on there mm-hmm. but which would be really nice it like for people who just got to take their vacation time you can look out a weeks or you know but for me we're hunting every day yeah no it doesn't it's not as Obviously, we're looking at a lot more anticipation on those days on the activity maps, Mm -hmm. um, you know, for what's what's going to be what's going to be happening. But, you know, the thing is, like if I was going hunting out of state or something, you would definitely be looking at that. And you should be looking at all the things to see when you want to take your vacation time and when you want to, you know, if you only have a few days, you should be looking at that for sure. It's okay. This weekend Mm -hmm. is going to be unreal. And you know you might look at it and say, "Where are the winds? you know, okay, it's gonna be super windy though tomorrow, so I'm gonna scratch taking Friday, I'm gonna take let's see when that we got that cold front and when the wind calms down and when the moon phases are right, and I'm gonna go these days, yeah, you know, so it's really good for that. I mean, like I said, if I didn't I'm so fortunate to have the job that I do that we hunt every day, we're gonna be trying stuff every yeah. day, even though today it's kind of you're out there just trying to scratch something out because. You know, it's super windy, super hot, nothing on cameras moving, but they're still out there. They didn't climb in a hole someplace. I mean, they're still in the woods someplace. So you have at least to have a chance of mm-hmm. of killing one where well, you don't if you're at home. So we're always out there. Um, but if it, that wasn't the case, you definitely would want to be looking at the activity maps and figuring out the times that you want to go. Or if you had to, you know, take vacation to go say, hey, it's going to be phenomenal. This weekend through Monday and Tuesday, I'm taking Monday and Tuesday off. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, wasting days anyway.
1: Absolutely. It helps you. It just helps you maximize that time in the woods. And so, sure. with this front that you have coming in, you know, a lot of your deer are going to be, you know, getting nuts. It's ruddy time. And how are you going, or basically, how, where, how, what are you going to be doing over these next two days, three days with this front that's coming in? Like what, where are you going to be focusing your time and how are you going to be picking that stand location to go after deer? Yeah. Like this time of
2: year, we'll be looking like in the mornings and I want to be in the timber mm-hmm. because, you know, a lot of times early you go in the morning, you sit in the field edges, cause they're going to come in, like we said, water, food, but it's a very short hunt. I mean, stuff is, basically off the fields early so I mean, the number one thing is stand time right now mm-hmm. it's like you need to be in the woods you, it's it, it's in, it's crazy how many deer like this time of year that if i look back how many of them they shot at 11 o'clock and 12 o'clock noon and stuff like that and so many of my buddies you know just this time of year you're getting texts every day of all your buddies from all across the country yeah that are shooting deer i gotta text just this morning i haven't even got a chance to look at it because we got on this call but i see from brian seidel from polaris one of my buddies there and he's i saw the picture real quick and i didn't get to i didn't get to even hardly look at it or get back to him or anything but like every day you're getting texts and pictures from people and it's a, its crazy how many people shoot a midday mm-hmm. when a lot of people might be sitting in sitting in their, their house or in camp eating at that time so biggest thing right now is stand time he's got to be out there because like we were talking about earlier a lot of times they're just standing around with does, but you you know, eventually you're going to be in that right spot where they're with the doe in there. So we look at, okay, where are my biggest, where are my does bedding? And where do they, where do those does like to be? And let's get, let's get in those doe bedding areas. And we'd learned all, like I've learned that on all these farms from shed hunting and, and, you know, in the wintertime you see all the beds and you just, over the years, you know what ridges they like to, to bed on. So those are the places that I like to get mm-hmm. in the rut, just where the, biggest concentration of does are and what i'll normally do is we'll get in the timber someplace in those in those places where most of the does bed and i'll stay there till oh like one or two o'clock and and then those last couple hours a lot of times i'll just bump out and move over to a, a food source because a lot of times still that's where does will congregate you know in the evening they're going to go to feed mm-hmm. so if there's a buck in between does or something they're going to and that's where they're going to be looking this wherever those wherever those does are so it's kind of like in the mornings you're trying to get bucks cruising or see if you can find the big ones that are with does already and in the evenings you're like okay let's just get where all the does that aren't hot or maybe just coming in will be in all the bucks will be checking where those does are so it kind of changes a little bit you know more to more emphasis on the mornings morning hunts when uh when we get to this time of year i think you know it was where the where a lot of those bucks are with their does when they're getting locked down they basically stay in the timber they hardly ever come out to the fields if they don't have to they won't
1: how close are you getting in on where those does are bedding. Are you trying to get right on top of them or are you trying to catch them as they're going to bedding? Like how, what's your strategy there? Right on top of them.
2: Okay. I mean, this is like the, the one time a year that, that I go in there. Cause most of the time I'd hardly ever go in there other than shed hunting and going there to hinge cut. Or if we have to do, you know, some stuff like, like that we go in there. But other than that, like early season, I never go in there. You can't see far enough. To, to make it worth your while mm-hmm. and stuff but and like this time of year I get right in there because i always i have stands in there a lot of times i'll put them up like in february and march mm-hmm. and when everything looks the same you see where all the rubs are and stuff because wherever those does are bedding bucks bed there too um you know because it's whether it be south facing slopes and stuff when you get find out those places when you're shed hunting okay where am i going to start looking okay this is gets sunlight in there and that gets they like to bed up on here and stuff and there's they deer just kind of seem to gravitate to the same areas all the time to bed so i got stanzas right in those bedrooms because i don't at this time yeah, i don't care if i bump some out going in there some smelly on the other and on you know because there's always a downwind side right but you know you try to be careful as you can and you you know we, we put like we have a lot of ridges here and so you know you think okay we got prevailing is pretty much northwest wind so let's get on the southeast side of this thing so we've got northwest wind at least our scent is blowing over a a deep ditch and they maybe will catch you on the next ridge over but that's a couple hundred yards away you're not too worried about that your scent is dissipating a bunch by there so this anything that's on the top of the ridge in front of us you know we're gonna we're gonna they're not gonna catch us there so we're kind of set up stands for that and then we have them for south winds because a lot of times even in the rut you get those warm fronts and you get south winds so if there's a good ridge in there i'll put one on the both on the on both sides of it for either wind so you can always hunt it so you don't you don't want to be sitting on your hands with a big buck out there and you can't hunt it so you know we always try to our best spots have setups for every wind but there's a well just get right in there right Mm -hmm. on top of where they are because a lot of times you're staying there for most of the day anyway so or all day if there's deer in there so we don't care if those come in and bed in there around you as long as they're not smelling it you just know that that bucks are going to come in and check them out. It's crazy because, yeah. you, you know, there's times that we've had big ones. It's like, hey, let's go sit in, on the ridge in there. And does have come in in bed and they lay there all day. And so you're just stuck in there all day because I don't want to bust them out. And then you have to wait till they get up and go to feed again. But in the rut and they come in there in bed, you know, they're not going to be there for more than 20 minutes. Because there's always going to be at least a, a fork or a little buck, if not a big one, in mm-hmm. there checking them and chasing them out of there. So they're in and out all day long. The does try to bed in there. But little bucks will come and chase them out all the time. So it's always action. It's always fun. And even if there's not does bedding in there at that time, there's always bucks checking it because they know that's where the does are bedding. So that's part of it, you know, being able to have your own property you've hunted for a long time. You get to know all those places through yeah. shed hunting and timber work and all that stuff. And we we purposely do that. I mean, like on a lot of these ridgetops are in and hinge cut and, and pile up logs and places where they can rest their backs up against and make good bedding areas on just certain ridges. Like, you know, if we have a series of six ridges in there, so we might only do two of them, but that's where we're going to hunt. We want them. That's where the majority are going to bed on those and leave the other ones open. And so you kind of, you can kind of direct them into places where they like to bed with more cover and stuff. And you try not to make it too nasty and thick where you can't see in it at all, Mm -hmm. but uh, you wanted the places where they, where they bed. So we do that a lot too.
1: Okay. Okay. So then you're doing that you're sitting in those stands till you know one two o'clock during the day and then are you coming back to camp at all or you're immediately going to go set up on some type of food source knowing that the does are going to come to you from there
2: yeah no most of that we just we don't come back to camp we like to we'll just bring lunch with us and it's just to just to break up the monotony and stuff mm-hmm. too. i mean if the, if the place is if it's going crazy in there then you stay all day but a lot of times if it, you know it'll you get a bunch of the you know, action up till about, seemed like about 11. And then they seem like they even bed down even if they're with the dough from like that noon to one, a lot of times it gets to be a lull, but that's also, like you said, that seems to be the time that we kill them a lot of times is that 11 to two. But, you know, at a lot of times it's just out of sheer boredom for yourself to keep yourself from going crazy. <laughs> yeah. You know, you just want to change the scenery. So you've been sitting there for you know how many hours, and it just you know gets uncomfortable and stuff. It's like, okay, it's two o'clock, and we haven't seen anything for an hour and a half. Let's pop, let's pop out, and let's go around to the to the bean field and let's sit on the bean field edge or the cornfield edge and mm-hmm. see what what's coming up there for the night. You know, and it, of course, when I was an engineer and and just had you know a week off here and there, we'd go hunt and you'd sit there all day in places. But you know, for us now that you hunt basically every day from August fifteenth till January twentieth and sometimes later, you know, you just burn yourself out if you're trying to do that every single day. So just to keep your sanity, you know, we say hey, let's get out and let's move over there. Yeah. Um unless it's unless it's are unless you really uh you know have good action. And it kind of the action will dictate what you do, really.
1: Absolutely. So how often do you do those all day sits or how do you know when or how do you know just to do all the to do those all day sits well most
2: of the time of year will dictate that like right now mm-hmm. especially on the back side of the full moon mornings are always the best and it's like okay we're gonna sit there all day um and sometimes that changes you know, Sometimes you you get in your mind we're gonna sit here all day and then obviously you'll see like nothing mm-hmm. and you'll be like you know what there's not even does coming in here um so they must you know, let's go move and let's go try a different spot. But, you know, as long as there's does coming in and little bucks chasing them and stuff like that, it's just basically this time of year, you know, when I hardly ever, I don't even hardly hunt mornings that much. because I think you can do more damage than good up until around that Halloween 25th to the 30th of October. And then we we'll right. start in the mornings. But I think you can do more damage than good when they're just Coming out to feed going up on the ridge and bedding they're kind of doing the same routine, and you know for me those are my favorite times um the rut is fun to hunt, but it's my most stressful because that's the time when I can lose some of our big ones you know to neighbors or whatever you know the early season and late season you feel like they're pretty safe mm-hmm. you're hunting there they're going up to a ridge, bedding coming down to the food source it's kind of their Routine,
1: okay. so
2: you may not see them every day for sure because they may be coming out at dark or after. Just all that will all depend on so much on weather and moon phase and all that kind of stuff. You know when you're going to see them in daylight, but at least they're you feel like they're safe. You know they're kind of doing the same thing. They're sitting on your property, coming back into your food plots, and I feel pretty confident that we're not losing many of any during that time. And right. the same thing with late. The same thing with late season, but you know you get to the rut and it's. Like I would say, it's like taking an etch a sketch and just every night, just shake. You can draw your masterpiece all day on your etch sketch. Okay, I got him here. There's a picture here. I saw him here with the doe and this and that. Yeah, it doesn't continue the next day. You, at that night, you got to shake that etch sketch up and start over from scratch because they could be two miles away at that time.
1: You know, <laughs> we're yeah, we're on the doe. We're so. facing that same thing here. We actually had a buck that we've been chasing up on the north end of our property, and. uh, well, I was with my brother filming him and he took a shot, unfortunately, shot right over his back. Well, we didn't, hadn't seen him for about, you know, 24 hours. And then all of a sudden he pops up and he's on the complete south side of the property. He's got a he's doe unlocked lockdown already. So it's, it's insane.
2: Yeah. Cause when you kind of got them patterned and figured out, you know, what field they're kind of, you know, they're creatures of habit. You mm-hmm. know, they just kind of, do the same thing, and it's funny because you people are like, well, "What's the best food plot?" Well, it's I got to have everything. I got I always have corn and beans and wheat and brassicas and and everything. But those deer are just creatures of habit. Like you'll have a bay, like I have two bays next to each other, and I can swap them corn and beans every year. And they're oh yeah, they like corn better. Look, there's nothing in the bean field, but then you do it the next year, and they're all in the bean field. They don't go to the corn. <laughs> it's because they have their their spots that they're just programmed from when they're young that this is what they do Mm -hmm. and it's not so much even as much the food source as the location of it and so then on that particular farm i just stopped doing that other one i said i'm gonna put that in grass and make it bedding because they're it's kind of a waste of my money putting a big you know seven acre bean field over there and you got four deer using it every night i mean they'll eat it all at the end of the year it's all it all gets eaten but for hunting wise it's just like well it's kind of splitting any deer up but still 90% of them will all come to this bay. And it's just because that's the one they like where they, where they bed. So they're really creatures of habit. You know, they like doing the same thing. So, you know, when you got a big one early season or late season on a food source, I mean, you've got a really good chance watching the weather and everything and bang and, 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 killing that deer. But when you get to their, to the rut, it's fun because they're chasing and grunting and you can rattle and you see them fighting and all that stuff. But it, in my mind, it's way harder to, to kill a big one, like on your own property, when you're looking for a specific deer. Mm-hmm. Now, it's totally different. Like when I hunted, like when I was younger, I hunted all public property and stuff. So you didn't really know the deer. You didn't have anything specific. It was just more fun and you went out, you saw a lot more deer. But if you're, if you're looking for a specific one, it makes it a lot tougher.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I know we're running out of time here. Last question I got for you, Lee. What's your advice for that guy, gal that's going out this weekend. It's been unusually warm, but these deer are starting to get a little bit, you know, they're getting ready. It's peak rut time. What's your advice for that hunter that's going out this weekend with this major cold front coming in? What should they be doing?
2: Well, if it were me, I'd be getting in, getting in the timber somewhere probably close to a a food source and spending the time you got to just, you'd have to spend all day. I know it gets monotonous and sometimes it gets boring and, And stuff but that's the way you're going to kill one Mm -hmm. i mean you know every anybody can get lucky and shoot a big one and but there's very few people that go and shoot a big one every year and those those are the people that either like myself that you have all the time and you have your own farms or there's the people that just grind it out day in and day out and they're the ones that are going to be successful because so many of those bucks like i'm just was talking about earlier are shot in the middle of the day when most people are out of their stands back eating lunch or you just get you know bored yep and you got it. You, know, you get out you try to think of any excuse to get out for a reason because you're bored <laughs>
1: absolutely you know?
2: absolutely So just grind grind it out it's the people that grind it out are the ones that are
1: successful for sure get in the timber and find the does yep All right. Well, Lee, man, I really appreciate you coming on for this episode of Field Note Fridays. We're talking peak rut and getting all that out there for the hunters. So appreciate your time this morning. Appreciate you having me, buddy. All right, y'all. There you go. End to part two of the peak rut, November rut series. And we just want to thank Lee. You know, he brought some nuggets. He sparked my mind on what I'm going to do this weekend. You know, I'm thinking timber. I'm thinking does, and I'm just going to go get in on them. I'm gonna get in tight and I'm gonna see if they can bring that love sick buck by my stand so I can hopefully put an arrow through him. So again, y'all, we just wanna thank y'all for tuning in to the Hunt Stand Podcast. Really appreciate it. And we'll see you next week for part three.